What up? We are back in the studio today. It is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, you are back again with Get the Ball Rolling. Now, uh, just due to some of the some of the things that are happening surrounding the coronavirus and stuff like that, uh, we will not be able to get into the studio. So we're going to be doing this from uh, my apartment and, uh, you know, I have a beautiful house here down here in St. George, Utah. So it, it's going to be nice and, and, and uh, but just, you know, with the social distancing and, and the what what it's doing and how it's paying off here uh where i usually am working we're deciding to, to not come in uh you know here in utah we're kind of at, at the crossroads as they say you know the next two weeks are super important uh doesn't mean that you know that uh we're never going to get back there we're going to get back there again uh just kind of kind of have to wait this virus out so we're going to be doing it remotely I won't have all the the cool bells and whistles as what we had in the studio. Obviously, uh, that's a, that's a legit production. But uh, we're going to try to make it work for you guys. Hopefully, you guys can uh, focus more. So you know, let's go more on the content, and uh, we'll keep on working to get uh, the best, uh, you know, production that that we can. Honestly, uh, so to start off this episode uh we have a couple things in mind one of the one of the first thing in mind that i'm really excited about uh we're going to be calling it leveling the playing field uh you know i know we've been going through the kind of like a three-word game and stuff like that we've, we've been able to do that we still need the acc in the big 12 uh and we're getting a lot of good feedback on that a lot of good feedback on our youtube page as well uh, but today we want to focus on kind of leveling the playing field. I want to be being, be bringing on my little brother. Uh, this is uh, his first time back on a podcast. Uh, you know, he just returned from California. So I want to ask more about, uh, you know, uh, how sports is out there. This, it was previously recorded in the studio because I, I have a couple of, of interviews kind of backed up just in case, you know, if we had to get out of the studio, it, it would now you know, go to a remote-like setting where we'd be doing this. So uh, be sure to keep on listening, uh, having a good time. We're still going to be kicking it once a week uh, as we near closer to, uh, you know, fall, you know, during the summer, hopefully towards the end of the spring, we're going to be able to get in touch with the, a little bit more coaches, uh, bringing, bringing back the coaches uh, that we had on uh, right now. We're working with Weaver State, bringing coach Jay Hill on. So uh, be looking if you don't uh, follow us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page, I get roll at get the ball rolling. Uh, I believe 19 on those and on uh, Twitter, we're at get rolling 19. So, uh, we're really active on Twitter. We always be posting on there. Uh, obviously, you know, Instagram and Twitter as well. If you, if you follow us, you're more than welcome to, and, uh, we try to make these clips up as well, uh, this audio. And then we, uh, try to put a little bit of clip on the audio for our YouTube channel as well. So, you know, uh, be sure to listen to us. We're doing a great time. We're having a great time and I hope you guys, uh, enjoy this. So, Let's knock it out now. One of the things that I've been thinking about during this entire, you know, COVID-19, coronavirus, COVID, SARS-2, whatever you want to call it, uh, whatever name you go by it, even if you call it the Rona, uh, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about, and I, I really feel like this is, is is applicable, and I don't think a lot of people are talking about it in the world of sports. I mean, number one, uh, a lot of the sportscasters, ESPN guys, Fox guys, Barstool, they're, they're, they're focused on uh, the immediate, right? And uh, us being a college football show, 
know, we'll get we'll voice our opinions on the NBA and and also on uh, you know the NFL and stuff like that. But we we try to stick to college, and because I've been watching college, and because I've, I'm so focused and, and in love with college football and the pageantry of college football, I really think uh, it gives me a little bit different perspective on all of these things that are, are starting to go forward. Number one. I don't think we understand the implications that the coronavirus will bring to football. Now, everyone's concerned about the start date. Are we going to have college football? Uh, you know, are we going to have the NFL football? Are we going to have to cut two games? If two games, what games would we be cutting? Would it be you know equal or uniform across the board, or would it just mean two more buys? How will travel be affected? Uh, will we keep it more regional and stuff like that? And and as these stories develop, we'll definitely jump in on some of them. I think it would be awesome uh, to get a little bit more regional. Uh, I, I, the college football is mainly regional. Um, I don't necessarily love, you know, having a team and I, and I know I kind of bang on it a lot, but you know, having Utah go back to New York, I don't know if that, that might not be possible going forward, you know, go, you know, university of Utah going and play in South Carolina, that might not be uh, a realistic time period to do so. Uh, we might have to play a little bit more regionalized. And and I think that the NCA could, uh, I mean, barring super big, uh, you know, if this kind of continues or it doesn't go away in the, in the summer, or we don't, we see case numbers, whatever, you know, stay around the same, um, which I don't think obviously, you know, we try to flatten the curve. They continue to tell us that, but uh, maybe we could have something. And I know the NBA is trying to do this, but maybe be a little bit more progressive and try to find, you know, Maybe if we only get 10 games or nine games, we can't play all of our conference games. So we kind of make like a round robin conference tournament. There's a lot of different uh, ideas that I've thought about, but I want to watch this kind of play out. So I don't want to get too deep into the bushes there uh, as we can discuss these things. But uh, it's some of the things that I I, I like to think about and uh, for you guys to kind of start gnawing on if, if we have to cut two games or or what's the start date and, you know, are we going to be able to get 100? You know, you think about the big house in general. Uh, you know, are we going to be able to get that many people all up in one spot without somebody getting the coronavirus and if they get the coronavirus does that shut down the stadium do we quarantine the stadium i mean this the 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 big house alone which is the biggest stadium in college football seats 107,000 people and that's not talking about the people that are tailgating outside or or the production crew or or the teams themselves like we're talking probably around 130 140,000 people alone in Ann Arbor Michigan on any given saturday and you might even have more in the south you might have more in Knoxville or in Gaines Uh, or, you know, down Athens, uh, in Tuscaloosa, in Auburn. I mean, Auburn sits 87,000 or roughly 87,500. Again, no, not production. That's not people outside the stadium enjoying those kinds of things. So are we going to be able to get that many people? That, that question is yet to be, be thought of, but you want to know what really is exciting for me is I think this coronavirus now, uh, flattens the curve of college football, and you're going to say, whoa, 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 what do you mean flatten the curve of college football? Look, over the past few years, we've had Alabama, we've had Clemson, last year LSU, uh, Ohio State, and uh, Washington uh, largely dominate the the college football landscape. Uh, you know, you you might make a, an argument for Auburn being there for a little bit, and, and Georgia as well, Oklahoma dominating, but for the most part, the top five or six teams are 
even even top 10 teams are relatively the same. They just kind of get jumbled up every single year. And then you have a team like Utah and, and fans. I mean, last year I was sold. I thought we were going to, to, to the top four. I thought, you know what? We go undefeated and we can get in. And and it was true we could get in, but we didn't go undefeated, which was you know kind of difficult, but uh, you know hard pill to swallow there. But I think that as we go forward with college football, I think we flatten those curves up, uh, meaning their their line. If you think of a line graph, right, the uh, Oregon and Alabama and and Clemson, they've had and you know, Georgia, Oklahoma, all these teams that we just you know aforementioned. They have these, you know, there's these amazing, super impressive teams. They're way, way up on, on the graph. And their chart might, you know, bounce between, you know, nine wins and 13 or 14 wins. And it's kind of just bouncing like that. And you get a team like Utah who gets one super good year. They might jump up to, to a double digit and they might go back down to eight and kind of fl- plateau there. But I think that with this virus, I think that it's going to push a lot of these teams, uh, you know, like Alabama and stuff, I think we're going to get a mix-up of college football and the landscape going forward. I think that this is one of those moments uh, where, I mean, we don't see USC. USC is not widely talked about or or, or Texas. I don't know if you guys watched, uh, you know, that replay on, on, on national TV on ESPN. That was a wonderful game to watch. Still, uh, still cheering my guts out. That was such an amazing game. But you think back then, you know, Notre Dame, and, and Notre Dame was decent last year. We can't forget about them, you know, making the playoffs two years ago. But you were, I mean, where has Texas been over the last decade or so? Where has where has USC been? We kind of hit a transition period. Once when Saban went to Alabama, it kind of transitioned back, you know, to Alabama to Clemson. We were kind of now more into the South, where we did have USC. USC was a really big brand, uh, and so was Texas. I mean, they're still big brands, but they're not as good as what they were back in the early two thousands and stuff. So I think this is one of those things uh, in business. You guys know I love my business analogies. We call it a ten x multiplier. Meaning that there was a force, uh, and and a lot of analysts, Wall Street journalists, kind of guy, uh, they're looking day to day, right? But we have these long term investments, you know, your four hundred one k, or or maybe you have a, a Roth ROI, or, or whatever it may be. You're looking for distance. You're not going to pull that out. You're not going to pull your four hundred one k out until you know, you're 70 years old. You're like, you know what? I'm going to keep on working. I'm going to keep on kicking that four hundred one k. I'm going to save, but uh, that that's for a long term term investment, and we have the day traders and stuff. But this 10x multiplier is something; it's the equivalent of 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 an Amazon entering the market, and not just being a bookstore anymore, but being able to deliver Prime delivery to your door uh, in two to three days. This is a 10x multiplier. It's going to completely change the industry, and the industry we're talking about is college football. This coronavirus. Teams and I understand that 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 we're going to have petitions to the NCAA. I mean, they, they're reinstating uh, athletics, uh, you know, athletic scholarships for for spring sports. But people don't understand the implication as it goes out. You're like, oh man, you know what? That that makes me feel so good. But football is the main you know source of revenue. The NCAA basketball tournament is another big source of revenue, and baseball. And as some other sports, you might be able to make a, you know, on a year to year basis, you might say, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, Oklahoma softball brought in more money than what they spent. They brought in money for the athletic program. But for the most part, it's football and basketball. And if we don't 
we don't have the basketball, you know, how is that going to to impact, you know, budgets and stuff like that, recruiting budget, uh, you know, discipline budget and stuff like that, uh, uh, all those kinds of things, and, and obviously training and facility stuff and, and coaches uh, as well. You might have to cut back, uh, you know, one or two coaches. Iowa State. Uh, you know, Matt Campbell, I absolutely love him. You know that I'm a huge Iowa State fan. If you've uh, followed our our podcast, I mean, I brought in uh, Dylan Montz from the Ames Times Tribune on, and we talked about Iowa State. I thought they were going to do a little bit better last year, but we're, we're big fans of Iowa State, and I love Matt Campbell. And he's saying, look, I want to take a pay cut because I know how this is going to, you know, affect our athletic department as a whole, you know, fiscally. Oh, are, are we going to be able to, to do everything? Are we going to be able to give the amount of scholarships out those kinds of things are impacted by this and by doing that i mean you think about that iowa state is saying look i'm going to take a pay cut and therefore if the, he ends up taking a pay cut and you know it frees up some some money for the athletic director or for the university president and stuff and they're able to kind of weather the storm of this season and move into next season maybe they come out ahead and maybe they say you know what we're going to stick to stick bud- strict budgets and we're going to get out ahead of this and they might by doing so, they might have they might save a little bit more money on recruiting. A team like and, I, and I'm just throwing a team out there. A team like Alabama might spend you know thousands and thousands of dollars on recruiting where they're not going to have that money. They can't fly uh, a coach up to Washington State to to check out a, a prospect. So he might end up going to the University of Washington or Washington State. He might go to a Division II school. I think that we're hitting a disruptor, uh, a big earthquake, if you want to think of it, of, of a 10x multiplier, where the teams at the top, uh, I, you know, is kind of like a, a, a gold pan, as, as the old miners used to sift for gold in, in California. They kind of shake out the dirt. If you watch Gold Rush on Discovery uh, as well, they kind of do those same things. It kind of shakes out all of the, all of the rocks and stuff, and it leaves the gems. Well, the gems are now going to be falling amongst everyone else. The gold's going to be the exact same as all the other rocks right now, you know, the Alabamas and stuff. And I think, you know what, uh, I think in order to get through uh, this, this curve, and in order to move forward with college football, I think that, you know, eventually the, the, the smart coaches are going to win. Uh, the teams that can recruit and have the money for recruiting, they're going to win. Uh, tradition is definitely going to sell, but we might hit something. This might give, uh, instead of it being a, a bad thing and, you know, making everyone you know, the same is going to give a, a step up for people that have a quarterback that have that has been in the system. Uh, so a team like Clemson and a team like Ohio State, I know I've kind of thrown them out there, but they don't, you know, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, they know the system. They know the offense. That's going to give them one step ahead of the next guy of a team like Alabama, LSU. I mean, LSU is losing so many athletes. First off with their quarterback, Joe Burrow, they're losing him to the NFL. Now they're going to have to throw in a whole new quarterback who hasn't played. And yeah, he might have gotten a few snaps, but we're talking real minutes. A team like Alabama, you know, is he going to be able to step in? And he doesn't have that same game time experience. And in a veteran defense that you bring back nine or eight veteran players, they, it's legit. They're going to come after you and, and they're going to mix up things. It's going to give D coordinators a little bit more time, I think, to look at those existing quarterbacks. I still think, you know, Fields and Lawrence uh, are, are really Ohio State Clemson. I, I really 
feel are, are, are strong favorites. And, the, and then Florida, Kyle Trask at, at the University of Florida. I think, you know, him with Dan Mullen staying in the system and, and keeping some of his key pieces around him, they're going to get a little bit of a head of a team, uh, you know, like Mississippi State, who just went through a coaching change and who just went through a quarterback change with KJ Costello. Even though he is is a great quarterback and he, and he performed well at Stanford, he's never been in Mike Leach's system and he's never been at Mississippi State down in Starksville. Those kinds of things. So I think we're going to see this. You know, Alabama might take a step back. Uh, and some of these teams, you know, LSU obviously would take a step back from last year. They went undefeated. Uh you know, Oklahoma, what, what is going to happen, you know, without uh, Jalen Hurts? You've been able to have three tremendous quarterbacks, and Lincoln Riley is a great quarterback whisperer, but, you know, where, where does that lead him? If you're teaching a, a completely new offense to somebody, you know, day one when they start off, uh, when they're lining up against the own opposition, are they going to have the same kind of uh, – mentality or or will that quarterback be a little bit rattled i think that the obviously we're going to get into to the numbers and stuff like that through the summer uh you know teams that bring back more defensive players and teams that bring back their star players quarterback wide receivers uh running backs and can even throw in tight ends they're going to be more apt for it as much as i love the university of utah we're losing tyler huntley we're losing zach moss and we're losing some key pieces on defense I don't think we're going to be as good as what we were last year. We might make it to the Pac-12 championship, but it might not be in the same fashion as what we did the year before. Uh, a team like Colorado, they're at a really big disadvantage, leaving losing uh, Steven Montez and getting a new coach. Those kinds of things. And, and I understand coaching is going to outweigh everything and, and, and as we go forward, but I really think we see a really big mix-up uh, of the, the top teams in college football. And it might set like this. The, you know, if you get a university that, uh, that really struggles uh, you know, budget-wise or, or smaller universities that really struggle with this transition and, and paying people and trying to keep everyone on – we might see a, a small university, and and, a, and I'm not, uh, you know, trying to, to say that this would happen, but a, but a university like Houston or that that might not have the same, you know, kind of, of of facilities like Alabama or like Clemson or or you know the big dogs where they've been good in the past, and now all of a sudden you know they don't have that revenue from football or they don't have that revenue from that college basketball, they might take a step back, and that's why I'm saying the the, the smart people. The veteran teams and the veteran coaches, they're going to make these transitions, and it's going to be difficult. It might be one or two years before Nick Saban is back to a national championship after this coronavirus thing because he's going to have a new quarterback. He's going to have, uh, you know, who knows about recruiting? Is he going to be able to fly everywhere? Those kinds of things really are going to be implications. Think about it. Um, I understand that sports media, a lot of it is right here and right now. And again, with, with college football, we're in the future. We're not really super concerned about the virus just yet impacting our season, uh, you know, as far as starting on time and, and, and stuff like that. But it's going to it's going to impact it. And, and, and if you don't believe that, I think you're a little bit, you know, you might be a little bit delusional if you don't think that it will impact college football and the college football landscape. Now, I might be wrong. You know, I, I have a lot of opinions. I talk a lot about a lot, a lot of different things, but I might be wrong. And at the end of this season, if we have the same four teams as what we did last year, or, or there's no more surprises like, like a Cal or, or like a Florida that I've said right now on this show uh, that I think are going to be really big surprises of this next season, then fine. Then I'll say that I'm wrong. I'm, I'm okay being wrong. I'm just, I just have this, this feeling 
that we're going to see a major shakeup. And then again, veteran quarterbacks, veteran veteran coaches, veteran defenses, they're going to be the ones that come out on uh, on top just with more reps and stuff. Hopefully the NCAA can give them the same amount of practice. Uh, obviously recruiting is going to be impacted, you know, majorly, especially if, even if one of the coaches get gets the coronavirus and you can't even travel. Your facilities are shut down for two weeks. Even, I mean, we don't know if this virus lasts through the summer, uh, but what about if it comes back in the fall or comes back, you know, the flu comes back every single year. I understand different strands, but it comes back every single year. Uh, we've never dealt with something like this before uh, on this, you know, global scale, or at least in my lifetime or in the last century or so. I know the Spanish flu was in 1918, but this is this 10x multiplier that, that, that you know, Wall Street analysts try to predict, even though they're day traders, they're trying to look ahead. They're trying to find that stock that's going to change the, the industry as a whole. And uh, I really think that this I mean, this is going to be kind of an outside. It's not going to be so much a stock or, or a single uh, company or a single team to, to disrupt the, the market, but as so much as an outside force and, and, and stuff like that. So uh, really excited, you know, about this, this thought going forward, but how do you flatten? It's going to flatten that curve of college football. And uh, we're, we could be starting essentially from square one. The, the, a lot of the, a lot of these teams, some of them got in a few uh, spring camp, uh, I don't think any of them got into at least to the spring game. Some of them missed them. I uh, totally depending on on I think location and 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 uh, obviously the the athletic department as a whole, how fast they were to, to react and in the university. So it's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see uh, even on the FCS level. I mean, does this level the does this flatten the curve for North Dakota State? Does this impact their dynasty as a whole uh those are the kind of questions that i'm thinking about and i know that i have a lot of time on my hands uh, outside of my job don't worry i'm still an essential worker but this is a lot of what i think about during the day how is it going to impact you know uh, north dakota state how is it going to impact uh, a, a team like weaver state uh, if we want to stay local or a team like dixie like my university right now is it going to impact us uh, in any way a lot of things would be going forward and, and as we continue to watch i mean everyone talks about it being a fluid situation and as we continue to, to have this fluidity, we'll continue to, to voice our opinion and, and to get as much up-to-date information, and then we'll adjust these theories as possible. But honestly, uh, sitting here in my house... Uh, I looked today, the weather, it said that it was going to be sunny. It said it was going to be 75 degrees when I woke up this morning. So uh, I went to, to work. I, I brought one of those, uh, you know, those thinner t-shirts because we live down here in the desert don't want to sweat too much and i brought uh, my thinner pants to work and it turns out that it's cloudy windy and it was only about 56 degrees so it was kind of cold so when i was outside i was a little cold i was like dang it i should have you know we can't even predict the weather right i don't know if anyone can predict what is going to happen 100 percent with with this covid19 the coronavirus uh situation but we're going to do our best we're going to give our opinion at that moment so as of you know, Tuesday, uh, April 7th, that's when we're at. And this is where I think we're going. All right, coming up on Get the Ball Rolling, we're going to be bringing on, uh, obviously, my little brother, also uh, co-host of the 24-7 Ball Talk. Be sure to give them a plug if you're an NBA and or NFL fan. Uh, they do a tremendous job over there. Bring him on. Ask him some questions. He's just spent a, a while down in California trying to get a kind of lay of the land, and then we'll bring it back, uh, uh, you know, obviously with the, with the ad break. And then uh, we'll finish off this uh, this podcast and, and, uh, we'll send you on your way for the, for the weekend and have a wonderful week and stuff like that. So stay tuned as, uh, we're going to be bringing him on the podcast next. Here we go.
Welcome back. This is Get the Ball Rolling. Excited to be back with you guys today. We have a very special guest on. Uh, he hasn't been on the, the podcast for quite some time. He took a little bit of, uh, uh, I guess, some time off, if you want to call that. He decided to go on a mission to Bakersfield, California. Uh, used to be the co-host of 24 Balls Talk. He's getting back into that. Excited to bring him back on. Hayden, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, you know, I can't complain. It's beautiful down here, about 65 degrees and sunny. So you were in California, and I have some questions regarding that. Uh, first off, explain where you were at, uh, you know, what parts of California you in, California were you in. And then uh, we're going to kind of get into what was sports like down there. So start us off. Where, where did you live, and uh, how was it for you down there? All right, so first off, I was in Bakersfield for about, I think, 12 weeks, and I was in South Bakersfield and East Bakersfield, which is just between Fresno and L.A. It's kind of just like the middle point. And then I had the opportunity to live in California City, which is in the middle of nowhere, but there's not that much that goes on there. It's just kind of like out in the middle of nowhere, and it's a great place. Okay. Now... I have a, a question. So, what were what? Uh, let's go first off. NFL. You know, were they Rams fans, Niners fans? You know, Niners going to the Super Bowl this year. Were they Raiders fans? What what kind of people? What kind of fans were out there in Bakersfield, California? I would say that it was really uh, like there. There was a lot of fans from different teams. There was a lot of Raiders fans, San Francisco fans. Um, Rams fans. There wasn't that many Chargers fans, which, I mean, there's not that many Chargers fans anyway, but <laughs> I would say mostly the 49ers, just because of their season this year and how good they were, that by far they were probably the most out of everyone, them and the Rams. Oh, okay. So you got them and the Rams. Okay. Now let's transition. Uh, let's stay with college football. Did you, you know, meet anybody? You know, outside of like, I mean, I know CSU Bakersfield doesn't have a football team, but was there any other, you know, big college football fans out there? USC, UCLA, who are we looking at? Uh, mostly it was USC. People didn't really like UCLA down there. Uh, I don't know why, because like myself, I'm a UCLA fan, but it was mostly USC fans all the time. They they have USC shirts all all, all the time on. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, now let's go to, I mean, let's finally, I mean, I feel like the MLB, I feel like they're going to kind of be Dodger fans. But uh, we'll ask, uh, for the NBA, were they Lakers fans or Warrior fans, you know? Um, I would say 100% Lakers fans. <laughs> there wasn't a, a huge difference. There wasn't even Clippers fans down there, too, which was kind of surprising because, I mean, they got a huge team this year and it was like a bunch of Lakers fans. That's all there was there. Yeah. All right. So you're back home. Uh, you, you spent a few months away and, uh, you know, what, what do you think you weren't able to watch the NFL season or the NF NBA season, but what do you think so far? Uh, what did you think of the NFL season? What did you think of the NBA season having this time to kind of look back, look at the scores and stuff like that? What, what was your impressions of both the seasons so far? Um, I guess from my opinion, the, the NBA season, like, it was it was pretty crazy. Like, teams were kind of shifting. I mean, the dominant teams stayed at top and lower teams stayed at bottom. But other than that, it was kind of rotating through, like, the top seeds uh, were just kind of going through. But that's just a normal NBA season. And, I mean, the NFL, 
I mean, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, which they haven't won forever. But other than that, like, it, I, I feel like it, it was a little bit of, of abnormal seasons, if that makes sense, just because they they haven't – this these teams haven't been at the top for a while. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, you are – we're hold on. We're here uh, with Hayden uh, Fessler from the 24-7 Ball uh, Talk podcast. He's uh, super knowledgeable in college basketball, NBA basketball. Uh, here's a question. Who do you think, if we were to start the NBA, uh, you know, given all this coronavirus stuff, all that stuff going on in the world, but if we were to start the playoffs right now, who would you have in the championship? Who do you think the two best teams, one out of the West, one out of the East, who do you think they are? Um, Just from the little knowledge that I have in the past couple of weeks, I think... I think the Bucks could have went far this year in the playoffs on the East side, just because they they just gone as and he's just kind of a beast. And I think this could have been his year to go to the the championship. And I guess on the West, just going off of uh, the record, I would say the Lakers, and then the Lakers and the Bucks would have played in the finals. Just how everything would have played out. Okay. Well, this was Hayden Fester from 24-7 Ball Talk. We'll be sure to be having him on. Be sure to look him at, uh, you know, look him up wherever you can listen to your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, etc. going on. Uh, thanks for coming on, buddy. Have a great week, and uh, we'll have you on soon. All right. Thank you so much. You have a great week, too. All right, always good to be back with you again. Now we're just going to wrap up. We're going to kind of make it quick. Uh, I mean, nothing super, you know, fancy, but uh, we're going to talk about teams. Uh, I was just sitting here discussing it with, uh, you know, Hayden in, in 24-7 Ball Talk after he got off the, the, the podcast and stuff like that. I said, you know what, um, I think that – we should probably make a you know a list of teams that will be positively impacted and teams that will be negatively impacted. Uh, we'll probably stick more on the positive side, but uh, we might reference a, a negatively impacted team out of the Power Five, uh, out of the SEC. I think some of these teams, uh, two teams that come to mind. I think Florida, being a very veteran team this upcoming year, I think they're going to be positively impacted by this. I think you know again Kyle Trask coming back and and being the big dog that he is. Um, I think those are the the kind of uh, the teams that 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 will uh, Texas A and M only had one uh, I believe one senior that started last year one or two seniors that started on defense last year so they're really really young uh, defensively they're would have grown up in Jimbo's system again this is his third year there so a lot of these are going to be his kids not Kevin Sumlin's kids I think they're going to be positively impacted also A and M uh, Ole Miss Mississippi State and Arkansas at the bottom all have had coaching changes so I think you can beat up on those teams and you got to start looking at a team you got to see some blood in the water uh, and and realize that Alabama and LSU will probably be negatively impacted not having Tua and not having Burrow uh, they might struggle a little bit this next year I think Auburn you know is kind of sitting there with 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 Bo Nix and and their defense and stuff they had a lot of uh, you know starters that that have left on defense so maybe not as much but I think AM and Florida are, are two teams that come to mind that will be positively impacted now for the Big Ten 
Honestly, I think Ohio State, uh, I know that's kind of an uh, an undersell, but, you know, you have Justin Fields uh, that is coming back, and, and they only had four returning starters from the year before this last year, so they're going to be bringing a lot. Now, you know, someone like J.K. Dobbins and some of these guys, they have left for the NFL draft, but it does not mean that they're they're gone forever. I think someone that could be negatively impacted, the the Spartans. I mean, going through a, through a head coaching change, uh, the issues surrounding that university right now, that is a scary moment. Uh, I think that another team that could be positively impacted would be uh, Minnesota, despite you know having a lot of starters on offense uh, being brought back. A lot of them are sophomores and juniors. So if they decided to stay, I mean, a lot of sophomores obviously are going to stay. Uh, you know, their their quarterback, their running back, their you know their starting wide receivers. Most of them were more sophomores and because PJ Fleck is playing his kids. He didn't want the guy before him. He didn't want, um, I want to say it's Jerry kill. Yeah. Jerry kills kids. He doesn't want them apart. I mean, he wants them in the program, but he wants his kids. The ones that he went out and he recruited face to face, they're going to be impacted uh, on the positive side. Whereas a team like Sparty, uh, they're going to probably struggle a little bit. Records, I know, again, that's kind of an undersell, uh, but, you know, head coaching change, not really know what's up, what's down. Uh, as for the ACC, I think, obviously, Clemson. I think Louisville. I think having Satterfield there a, a, another year. I think that Louisville is building a clean team. I, I hope they build a team to become the anti-Clemson. I think you look at it, at what North Carolina did to them and try to figure out how they can they can do that in their way. Um, yeah, I think Florida State uh, might take a step back. I love Mike Norvell, but that kind of transition with we don't really know who the quarterback was. I mean, it was James Blackman. We had Alex Hornibrook hanging around. I don't really know who their quarterback is going forward. So uh, again, fluid situation. We'll obviously be doing that. And another one of the teams that I really like that I think is going to be really positively impacted is Wake Forest. Wake Forest for a few years has been bouncing around the eight win mark. Uh, uh, something like this, you know, if you could beat Florida State, I mean, you won't we'll pull up their schedule from this last year, but uh, here it is. They, I mean, they had losses to Louisville. They had one to Virginia Tech, Clemson, and Syracuse. Now the Syracuse one is in o- overtime. And they did lose to Michigan State in the in the bowl game, but uh, with five losses, so uh, you know maybe that the Syracuse game you're going to be able to get it back with just you know some veteran teams and and Dave Clawson being going into a seventh year there. Um, Clemson, I think I think they're still a step ahead of everyone else in the ACC, so that's going to be tough. But a team like Virginia Tech, I mean, uh, another team that, that's kind of an iffy team. We don't. They brought. Uh, 10 guys back this last year on defense, a lot of them juniors and sophomores. So we're going to kind of see uh, who stayed and who goes, who gets drafted and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, they could potentially beat uh, Virginia Tech. And then you're obviously going to have to beat Louisville because they're going to, I believe, benefit very good from this. Out of the Big 12, I think that TCU uh, will benefit a lot from this. I think Texas will ben- a lot, benefit a lot from this. Uh, TCU uh, last year, they went 5-7. and seven, And Gary Patterson, uh, it's been a while since he hasn't been to a bowl game. I mean, we're talking uh, 2013. I mean, you don't think 13 was that long ago. I was a sophomore in high school, and now I spent two years in Puerto Rico, and I'm in my fourth year of college. So we're talking 
you know, thousands a while ago, uh, and that he hadn't gone to a bowl game. So hopefully, uh, you know, he gets back. I think this will benefit for the better. Hopefully they can get their quarterback situation under control, but a team like Oklahoma, uh, or, or, or Oklahoma state with, you know, I know they, they do bring back their quarterback, but, um, obviously Iowa state, another one that, that will be impacted positively Baylor, uh, when new coaching change, stuff like that might be a little bit difficult. I think the big 12 is going to benefit a lot from this. And then for the pac 12, I think, uh, Utah might struggle here not getting the same reps in, uh, not really naming a, a starting quarterback, but a team like Arizona State is going to benefit. A team like Cal, uh, Wazoo, uh, UW, those teams are going to be the teams that that, that struggle. Uh, so we'll go back and uh, we'll be sure to pull this uh, audio clip from from our librarian and uh, have it on hand. So you know, halfway through the season. Uh, you know, come October time, we're going to be sitting here going, okay, so what exactly happened? Uh, what was it that, you know, was it, was it this or was it that that impacted it? And, and we're going to get really into it. I think we're hitting a very, very major, uh, disruption, a 10 X multiplier. I think we're here in college football and I think it's going to be for the, for the big companies to, to adjust to it. All right. So this has been our, you know, our podcast, uh, again, sorry, if it doesn't sound as, as professional or, or uh, you know, maybe a little echoey and stuff like that, we're trying to do our best uh, to bring you guys the best quality podcast. That's why we've been uh, moving some things around, getting into studios and stuff like that. And uh, we're going to continue to do it. Again, give us a two two weeks. Uh, we'll probably be on this podcast, maybe the next one and the one after, uh, just depending on when, when we can get back to the studio. Again, stay safe out there. Uh, stay home. If you, have a, if you have a stay-at-home order, let's stay home. Uh, if you're necessary, go to work. Uh, make sure to wear you know your mask your gloves be washing our hands at all times don't be touching your face and stuff like that and we're going to get through this uh we as americans we are tough uh entrepreneurial minded people uh we're going to get through this and we're going to come out better than what we were even before and i think again i think a lot of things a lot of implications will go down their line uh i have a list of things that we can get to next week hopefully we move on to the acc uh if there's any other big major news we'll be kind of following that and uh we'll be looking into the fcs again trying to find out when a good time to bring in coach hill uh for from weaver state is that would be awesome if we could do that uh again we're trying to get the coaches on we've been talking to a lot of coaches uh a lot of them are, are you know their their workload got put by 10 uh because they're now having they can't be on the road and uh you know they're they're out at a diner and, and, and you give them a call and you you talk to them uh now they're you know they had to do recruiting over the phone they got to make make the campus and the, and the campus life they got to explain it through words they got to contextualize it and stuff like that things will be a lot harder and uh, we have this recruiting dead period i think through april so uh we're kind of giving the coaches some space but we'll be bringing them back on again in, in, throughout the spring hopefully and into the fall all right so this has been our uh, f- uh, podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. Until next week, again, stay safe, stay home, and uh, let's keep this ball rolling. Thank you, guys. Goodbye.